Welcome to the Clinic Secrets Podcast, where we give you an insider's look into what the top 1% of all clinic owners are doing differently to get more patients, make more profit per patient, and keep them longer, and the many failures and lessons that we have learned along the way. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Friday, um, and I want to make this quick podcast for you guys this morning. I actually just got back from my daily walk. Every single morning, I go on about a one, probably about a mile and a half, two mile walk, um, just around my neighborhood. I walk down to the water. Um, it kind of gives me some personal space in the morning before I actually get up and get at it, um, and really actually start my productivity for the day. And so. I was thinking about some stuff when I was walking today and I thought it was important to share for you guys and I think a lot of people who are going to listen to this will be able to take something from it um, and really start to think about kind of how you're using your energy in your business and how you might start to be able to better prioritize um, the improvement tasks that you go about doing on a weekly, monthly, daily basis, whatever you're looking at. So, so what I want to talk about today is something that I call acceptable metrics, right? And so what acceptable metrics are, and let me back up actually. So inside of a business, you have really five core pillars, right? You have lead, lead generation, lead nurture, sales, delivery and fulfillment, resale and ascension, right? So in those five core pillars as entrepreneurs, we have to constantly be evaluating where the bottleneck is in our business, right? So for most business owners, usually the bottleneck is somewhere in the front, you know, lead generation, lead nurture, getting people to show up for their first appointment, that kind of stuff. Um, But in most cases, we have to be able to define what our acceptable metrics are, okay? And so I use, a lot of people are probably familiar with the 80-20 rule, which basically says that for many outcomes, 80% of consequences come from 20% of the causes, okay? And that can be used in different levels of your business. Here's some examples, okay? 80% of your problems are caused by 20% of your clients. Who's with me there? I mean, that's probably pretty accurate. 80% of your growth came from only 20% of your actions, right? So it's 80% of the growth only came from a very limited amount of the stuff you were actually doing. Or 20% of your clients, kind of reverse, 20% of your clients are sending you 80% of your referrals, right? So those are kind of just different examples of how the 80-20 rule is used. Now, in the, with the 80-20 rule and how that applies to acceptable metrics, it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of like this, right? So if you have... If the amount of people that exit your business every single month is 5%, right? So you have 100 people in your business, 100 clients on average, and every single month on average, five of those people exit your business or they leave or they're no longer your clients, okay? If you were to try and lower your 5% churn rate, churn is the number of people that exit, exit a business every single month. If you were to try and lower that 5% churn rate to say like 2%, that's going to require 80% more work to only get, you know, a 20% or so improvement or 40% improvement, whatever it is, right? And so you're going to actually spend so much money in effort to only get a very finite and small return, right? And so what becomes prevalent there is when you understand, okay, I know in my business a 5% churn rate or 5% of my clients exiting every month I would consider that acceptable, okay? If you're seeing, you know, 300 visits a week, 200 visits a week, whatever, and you maybe you have 150 unique patients and every single month 5% of that, so 5% of 150 leave and they exit your business, then I would consider that good, right? And I wouldn't spend any time 
focusing on how to lower the how to improve the retention or lower the churn rate again from that 5% to 2% because that's not going to be the best use of your capital and time. It's just flat out not going to be the best use of time or money, okay? And again, it's going to cost you more money and more time than it's actually going to produce in the back end in terms of profitability and all that kind of stuff, okay? Um, so what I would look at again is that 5% is what I would deem acceptable, okay? So that allows you as the business owner, as the business entirety, to pretty much just start to actually focus on what other metrics do I need to improve? And so when I talked about earlier, you know, you have five core components of a business. Again, lead nurture, I'm sorry, lead generation, lead nurture, sales, fulfillment, delivery, and uh, resell and ascension, basically retention and keeping people longer, okay? So if I know that my churn rate is 5% and I'm not trying to improve that, well, that allows me to focus on maybe the front end of my business, okay? Maybe that allows me to try and improve the number of appointments or number of new patients I get from 10 new patients a month all the way up to maybe, I don't know, 20 or so. And just by doing that, increasing that by from 10 to 20 is going to put a lot more gas on the front end of your business. And that's going to be a better use of your time than trying to reduce the number of people that exit because that metric is already good, okay? And so if you don't have these acceptable metrics, then what you're doing is you're, you're constantly trying to improve things that not necessarily are the bottleneck in the business. And I know that people are like, well, Jeff, like I want to improve everything. Like everything needs to get better. Like I'm with you. Like I went to school for industrial engineering. Literally, that's all we studied was continuous improvement of a business. Okay. But I'm telling you with, with certainty and with the really limited energy we have every single day, we have to focus on prioritizing what is the bottleneck, okay? And we have to understand what the bottleneck is. And so again, if we're focused on things that don't actually, um, or don't actually need to be improved, then again, we're, we're misusing our energy, okay? And so when you, when you in install the acceptable metrics, you really can get a gauge, again, of where every single one of those five pillars of your business is at, okay? And so again, if we look at you know, your cost per lead, your cost per sale, the percentage of clients exiting every month, the time it takes to onboard a new client, right? These are all things that you should have metrics for. For example, what's the maximum you're willing to pay for a lead, okay? What's your max? What would you like to pay for a lead, okay? So what do you wanna be able to generate new patient leads at? Do you wanna, is it, do you wanna generate for $5? Do you wanna generate for $10? Do you wanna generate for 15? And then you have to ask yourself again, which of those is acceptable, okay? For us, for our own acquisition to acquire chiropractors into the Clinic Growth Accelerator program, we're willing to pay up to $1,000 to acquire a client because we know in the first month it's already gonna be profitable and then month two, we're gonna be have you know a one to 20 return on our investment, right? And we know that, okay? So again, we have to understand what the metrics are in order to prioritize where the actual bottleneck is. And so I wanted to, again, this was something that's been on my mind a lot just in terms of, you know, energy placement and just talking to a lot of our clients and kind of where they're putting their own energy. And uh, yeah, it became really evident too that a lot, of, a lot of docs, a lot of business owners in general, but, you know, most of the people that, you know, start, for example, I'll use fitness, people that start in personal training and then eventually become uh, a gym owner, it takes them a while to mentally transition from 
personal trainer to gym owner, right? And so again, they're at, they're running their business like a trainer instead of a gym owner. Well, the same is true for a lot of docs. You're running your business like a doctor, not an entrepreneur, right? And it's your your duty as the entrepreneur to understand these metrics, right? And so you know, there might be a lot of people that think, well, you know. I'm kind of above the follow-up, I'm kind of above the marketing, like I have people that take care of that for me, and that's great, but you need to know those fucking metrics. Like if you don't know those fucking metrics, it's gonna be a serious issue because as the business owner, your job is to keep your eye on the ball. And the, and the ball is making sure that the business is sustainable, that the business is growing, and that your metrics in every part of your business are good because that's going to allow you to be profitable to stay alive, to keep your employees happy, to make sure they get paid every single week, every single month, whatever you're paying them on, and really allow the business to thrive. And if you don't know these metrics, it's gonna be hard to judge anything. You're not gonna have any sort of baseline of the current state, right? And so you have to understand these metrics. You have to be able to set acceptable metrics. And once you do, again, you're gonna be able to really prioritize you know, what the bottleneck is in the business, and you're really gonna be able to use your energy efficiently and really wisely. So hope that makes sense. Um, and again, you know, if, if, you, if you're a little fearful of these metrics, you know, a basic place to start would just be to create really, really top level Excel sheets, okay? It really just go on Google, Google Sheets, and create five Excel sheets, five Google Sheets, okay? One for your lead nurture. How many leads did you get in a month? Great, document it, okay? Lead, uh, I'm sorry, lead generation. How many leads did you get in a month? And lead nurture, okay? How many of those leads showed up? Great, document that. How many of those people converted? That's how you know your sales metrics, okay? So you're looking at, it's, it's literally just a funnel of top line, which is the number of leads you generate, lower, which is the number of leads that actually show up, the middle, which is your sales, and how many leads actually convert, and then the deliverability, how long does it take you to onboard somebody, how long is your day one, how long is your day two, make sure you document that shit because you need to improve that speed because that's always gonna be a bottleneck for people. And then additionally, on the back end, how many people are exiting the system every single month, every single week, whatever you wanna track it in, right? But track your shit. Like, if you don't have metrics, you can't actually improve. Because if you try and improve without data, you're gonna be making improvements based on opinion and emotion, and that's not actually gonna get you anywhere because our emotional state as humans is not always the most predictably stable, and we need to be able to have a better gauge on decision-making that is outside of our own basic emotions so that we don't have a bad day and decide to reinvent our entire business when we really didn't need to reinvent anything, we were just being emotional, right? So set the acceptable metrics. Um, let me know if you guys have questions on this. Um, this is really important shit. It's something I'm really passionate on. And I was, again, I wanted to share with you guys because I've been thinking about it a lot. So hopefully that makes sense, guys. Uh, let me know if you have any questions on that. And we will see you guys next week. Peace. If you found this content valuable, I hope you leave us a five-star review. And if you want more content like this, head over to our free Facebook community or check us out at www.accelerateyourclinicgrowth.com start.